G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. The Chemist Warehouse Labor Day sale is on now. Get 10% off store-wide. Hurry in. Sale ends Wednesday. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Monday the 25th of October is just after 6 o'clock here on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. I hope you're having a great long weekend wherever you are in the country. And if you're in Auckland, keep hanging in there. We're thinking of you. We're feeling for you. You're doing well. You're doing well. Go get the jab and you'll be all right. Anyway, uh, hope you had a good weekend like I just said. Tomorrow morning, Baz will be back. Bazza is making his way back from the UAE today. He'll go on TMIQ and he'll join the Airways tomorrow. It's been a long time since the skip has been on the Airways with us. So looking forward to having Skip back. Baz McCullum as he has just ventured over there to the IPL and just fell short against Flemside, but that's okay. He's back with us tomorrow, so stay tuned. Looking forward to having him back with us. But today we've got Ricardo Ball on the show, but before I get there, I'm going to let you know what we got on the show for you today. All Blacks thrash the States, which was no surprises really. Someone that was there and joins us this morning is Andy Ellis. Andy Ellis was in the, in the stands watching the game with his family. He plays for Rugby United in New York. He'll tell us about the future of rugby in the United States and if the MLR is having an effect and will the sleeping giant that is the United States wake up soon because after that performance, oh, I felt a little bit sorry for them. Anyway, so Andy Ellis joins us about 7 o'clock and then 7.40ish. We're going to be sticking with rugby and the dynasty that has been forged in the mighty Hawks Bay, locking the shield away for another summer after retaining it, retaining it against Waikato. Big shoes need to be filled, though, as head coach Mark Ozich heads off to Perth to coach Western Force. Hawks Bay's CEO Jay Campbell joins us this morning to talk about the future of Hawks Bay rugby. Will Josh Sims join in there and take over the role? He's been assistant coach for the last couple of years, and he's been a big factor in why they're so successful. So maybe he'll just step straight into that role, or... We'll see if there's any interest. From what I hear, there's been a, quite a bit of interest and no surprises. Who wouldn't want to coach that side? They're playing pretty, pretty well at the moment. I'm a proud old boy. Bloody good. Anyway, uh, also T20 Cricket World Cup started over the weekend and as England crushed the West Indies, crushed them, bowled them out for 55. Terrible, terrible start from the West Indies there. But the Black Cats campaign starts on Wednesday morning against Pakistan and we have former Black Cat Fast bowler Mitchell McLennigan to preview the up-and-coming World Cup. Looking forward to chatting to Mitch. He's a, he's a good man, old Mitchie. He's currently in Auckland as well. He's got an F45, if I'm not mistaken. So looking forward to chatting to him as well. And, well, we're going to st- stick to some horse racing. Louis is away, so we're going to try and delve into some horse racing and keep you updated. I had a wee punt over the weekend. Cox Plate, uh, the Invitational. There's a bit of racing on the weekend, and I went, Horrible. So we'll chat about that during the show. But anyway, it's 14 days till New Zealand Cup 
New Zealand Cup Week in Christchurch kicks off. So each day we'll be chatting to winners of the famous trophy, starting with 2007, Eva Swindell, which was rode by the Hall of Fame jockey Noel Harris. Noel is a full-time winner. He joins us this morning at about 8.40 to talk about that ride. And 207, Eva Swindell at the New Zealand Cup Week at Rickenit in Christchurch. And then we'll be going to 2008, 2009, building up to 2021 next Saturday. So looking forward to sharing that as we get excited. No crowds, no crowds, but that's okay. We can have a little shindig at home. But anyway, I've got to cross over to Auckland. Ricardo Ball, he's in the studio with me this morning. Great to have you on the show. Trudy, good morning. Here's Joe in the background. Ricardo, how are you, bud? Oh, is you know, I've uh, I've been better. And it's nothing to do with having to get out of the scratcher at like 10 to 4 or whatever. Stupid o'clock, yeah. Stupid o'clock, whatever time it was, mate. But, uh, oh, you know, like me is, you know, you're a proud United fan. I've got, I, even, I went to bed in my shirt last oh. night, so I passed the good vibes on to the boys. <laughs> and we're 5-0 down and Pogba's been sent off. It's a horrible, horrible. morning. Horrible. Horrible morning. Horrible, horrible start, man. What, what is... Look, I had... I was so excited, obviously, you know, I thought Ricard... But they just remind me of the Lakers, mate. Lakers are a horrible show at the moment as well. Just a lot of individuals, maybe not a good team. So, I don't know. What's your take on the United at the moment, mate? Mate, we're like a donut, right? So, we look, we're look, we good at the back, and we're, well, we good, at, and we're, good, at, and we're good at the front, and then we've got a big hole in the middle. You know, um, <laughs> so yeah, I think this. I think the team's too unbalanced, mate. That's the problem. Uh, you know, yeah. you've got Bruno Fernandez, Marcus Rashford, Cristiano Ronaldo, Edinson Cavani, Mason Greenwood. Mm. Uh, you bought um, uh, the kid Jaden Sancho from Borussia Dortmund, the England England star as well. You got all these players who play in three forward positions, and then you got no midfield. Mm. Uh, you know, I mean, they, today they went with Fred and McTominay, uh, Ollie. They're not good enough at this level. You know, they should be running around a mid-table team, really. I think McTominay's all right as a backup, maybe. Uh, Pogba didn't start, then came on at halftime and got sent off after 15 minutes. But, I mean, it was a it was a scratchy game anyway, mate. We had five yellow cards at halftime. I think we were just going to kick Liverpool out of the st- out of the ground. It was that's how, that's how it was looking. So, yeah, it's unbalanced, mate. It's unbalanced. They've spent money. They've oh, spent good money, and they've strengthened the squad, but they, they haven't strengthened it in the right areas. I think this, You know, mm. Cristiano Ronaldo, actually, for me, is... Great player, love love the fact he's back at the club. But if yeah. you want to if you want to press like the modern game and the way Oli had us playing last season, you want to press. So you got to have guys that are willing to run for ninety minutes and be fast and press effectively all the way up the pitch. And CR seven mm-hmm. doesn't do that. That's not his game, you know. And then nah. that leaves a hole in nah, your press. No. And they so in yeah. a way, getting Cristiano Ronaldo has actually been detrimental. I think. Yeah, yeah. Look, I was, I was, I was one of those ones that got hyped up, mate. I was all part of the hype. I was pumped, and I was just talking about it on air. We're back. We're gonna get back to. He's the only reason I started following Menu. To be honest, I, I, I enjoyed the Beckham era and the Skulls and all those guys when they were playing, and they won a lot of champions. But when the young Cristiano Ronaldo went there, that is the real reason why I started. Um, following uh, Manchester United, and I just read the horrible news today, mate. I don't know if you play PlayStation, but FIFA mm-hmm. has left EA Sports, so they're not making the FIFA EA Sports game oh, anymore. Mate, and I know Kieran's it. in the background; he's a big fan of uh, uh, FIFA and EA Sports, the game. So they've just cancelled their license, mate, and they're not going to make the game. So I used to play with uh, Manu, building my city, uh, my team around with with Cristiano Ronaldo. So it's horrible, and not. Uh, just, um, what do you reckon, the coach? I know um, Bruce has just been fired from Newcastle. 
and they've obviously got some big dogs that are coming and bought their club. Mm-hmm. Do you see the same thing happening with the old, I thought, mate, the, 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 stories are doing, the stories are doing the rounds about Antonio Conte, the former Juventus and, mm-hmm. and, and Chelsea coach. He's, he's without a job at the moment. But it'd be like, I guess the good thing that Solskjaer has done is that he's got us playing better football, more Manchester United-style football, mm-hmm. but it is leaving us open a bit. Conte would be a bit like going back to Jose. It'd be mm. more pragmatic, if you like, type football, but yeah. he, but he's a winner, you know. So um, I think that's a, that's every possibility. There was some talk about Zinedine Zidane as well. There was some some uh, stuff in the f- Spanish press about how Cristiano Ronaldo had talked to Zidane and said, "Mate, I'll get you in," basically type thing. So mm. um, yeah, well, I, th- I think there's every chance, mate. Solskjaer will be under massive pressure after this game, uh, after this result. You, I mean. If, Five nil, twelve minutes left. I don't think the, I don't think there's a Fergie style comeback coming in this game, mate. I think we're done. <laughs> <laughs> no, mate, they're, they're well and truly done. And you're right. Do, do you feel? Do you feel like the players? I don't know. Like you got to be probably involved to make these calls. But do you feel like there's a bit of a disconnect? Do the players are they are they too, like you spoke about individualistic? And then do they actually play for the coach? Are they playing for him? Do they do they feel like he's the right one to, to send them to the right direction, you reckon? Well, I think they're playing for him. He's a he's well-liked. He's a man manager, if you like. He's not a tactical manager, and I think that's the problem. Mm. You know, he got these guys up when they were down. When when he came in, you know, Jose had been just throwing players under the bus one after another after another, and, you know, they, 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 there was no confidence. He comes in and puts his arm around everybody and tells everybody how great they are. That's the type of manager he is, mm. you know? Um, I don't know if yeah. you've ever had one of those. It doesn't strike me like Shag would be that guy, but... Um. <laughs> razor, razor gets a little bit cuddly, mate. Come over and t- you know, rub me on the head, and you know, just say, hey, "I love you, Daggy. Love you, Daggy." Nah, no, nah, Steve, no, totally opposite, mate. Yeah, totally opposite. So it's fascinating. It's fascinating. I'm, I'm but yes, oh, I was, I was so you know pumped for the season when, when they signed uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, but they've just let me down big time, mate. But I don't know if you saw the news as well mm-hmm. that Silver Lakes are buying a stake in the A League. What yes. are your thoughts about that? My, my, I mean, <laughs> well, the A-League can't be fussy, bro. <laughs> Let's be honest. The A-League can't be fussy. I mean, if Silver Lake, I think, was it 30% for about 140 million 140 Australian? 140 mil. Yeah. Mm. Which, you yeah. know, the A-League and, and those clubs have never had that sort of um, cash injection before. They won't know themselves, mate. You know, and I'll tell you what, is you'll notice this, is how visible football is in Australia over rugby. And it has been for the last few mm. years. Even if you go to, uh, for example, you know, the Fox Sports Australia website to have a look, and you have yeah, the, yeah. you have the what do you call it, the menu on the side, and it's always AFL and Rugby League are the two top ones. Well, rugby's down about 6th yeah. or 7th now. It's under basketball, it's under football, it's under motorsport. You know, it's it just doesn't feature. Yeah. And and it, yeah. with this sort of injection of football at grassroots for rugby in Australia, this could really hurt. So, so what do you? This my point. My point I'm trying to go down is, New Zealand rugby, the the conversations that they had with the Silver Lakes, and we spoke about it on our show about a couple of weeks ago, and it got got everyone going with, you know, obviously um, the way that COVID's affected the NPC at the moment. I know a lot of the provincial unions were keen for it, but then the players obviously came on board and turned it down. My whole reason is, does this come back on the on on the table now with the current state of of provincial rugby, seeing that the A League have, have you know, done it. And I'm not putting them in the same category as the All Blacks because it's totally different brands and, mm. you know, different exposure around the world. But does that, you know, do you know what I kind of mean? Does that make it 
and a viable option at the moment. I reckon it's got to. Does that come back it? On the I mean, the from, a, from a business point of view, I mean, you've got to look at it and think we're being without crowds, so all those unions are hurting. You know, the Heartlands mm. are hurting, the NPCs are hurting, everyone's hurting. Even the Super Rugby's will be hurting, man. You know, um, so mm. you got to you got to look at it from that point of view. But you've also got to look at it from the point of view of like. Well, where are the Sharks, the Bulls and the Stormers and, and, and all that? And the Lions playing now. They're playing in Europe, you know? And if South Africa yeah. do one permanently after COVID and go up there, then we're looking at Australia, where it's, what, the fifth, sixth choice sport mm. um, to be our partner. Mm. How are you going to get enough money, sponsorship money, TV dollars from a competition with just New Zealand and Australian teams if you're not, you know, mm. you've got to find the money somewhere. And uh, South yeah. Africa gives us that Northern Hemisphere um, you know, sort of timeline and everything, which helps for advertisers and sponsors and things. So I reckon, yeah, I, 100% they need to push it through. I think if the money's on the table still, was it $480 million? I, I don't yeah. see why you wouldn't take it in the global climate. You you kind of, you got to weigh that up. Mm. And um, if the money's there, take it. Otherwise, New Zealand rugby could be in a hole, you know, and we could be in that situation where we have to bring in a ghetto law, you know, in 10 years' time because all <laughs> our best players are, are, have disappeared and are playing offshore. Because we can't afford to keep yeah, them. Yeah, it's uh, nah. Well, and we're going to have a chat about it later. We're going to have a chat about it later when we talk about the test match and playing over in um, in the United States. And there was obviously a lot of uh, chat on social media about it. Maybe was it the right option? Uh, you know, playing them is that a good thing for rugby? Blah blah blah. So we'll we'll delve into that a bit more, but about it later and, and talk about the exposure being on the big stage. But then, yeah, it's going to be a great conversation. I'm looking forward to having that with you, bud. Yeah, you're listening to uh, Baz and Izzy. Breakfast, thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. We'll be back with you after this.